everyone. Welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes, uh, the one where eventually we'll hit space. It's Cyborg 009 episodes uh, 13 to uh, 16. It's going to happen. I'm, yeah. Um, wow. There. Oh, oh, we. We travel some ground in this in these episodes. Like we've already been schmoving from like London to Antarctica back to France, but we travel different ground. <laughs> we, <laughs> we this show. Uh, I had heard it touched touched on some heavier themes for an alleged kids show, but uh, I didn't know they'd like be like Lord of War. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Kubo, yeah, go ahead. Take us away. Yeah, so uh, episode 13 starts out. Uh, we see a leaflet from the mist of London. It's a very good play if you haven't seen it. And uh, Seven is there, and he has some bad yellow hair, so this is obviously a flashback because he's bald currently. It's weird, though, because he's a shapeshifter. He could just choose not to be bald. Maybe he That's likes true. being bald. I mean, I guess if I was a shapeshifter, I would just have like different hair every single day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, he's uh, he's looking at the thing. He's uh, leaving for London Academy, and he's kind of like distraught over it. He's happy that he got the parts, but he also is kind of sad that he's leaving his old play company behind. And uh, we are introduced to a woman with an awful, terrible accent. Oh, this is so good! <laughs> what hope, <Yeah>. governor? <laughs> yeah, it's. it's Welcome to London. <laughs> like, it's I'm so British. <laughs> yeah, uh, her name is Sophie. Uh, she apparently is also an actress with him in the same company, and uh, she's real happy for him. She's like, you gotta go, this is the chance of a lifetime. And he's like, but what about you guys? He's like, it doesn't matter, just go, whatever. Uh, we come back to present day. Seven is on a bus with six. Uh, they're gonna go buy food. They're talking about how they're gonna get it home, like if they deliver food. I guess they do in the future, it's nice. Yeah. Um, six asks him how long he's been since he was in London, and Seven's like, well, you know, it's been a while and all that. Uh, they go shopping. There's a stupid montage of Seven looking completely depressed, pushing carts around while Six is like looking at cabbage and shit. It, it's a very authentic <laughs> British experience, I've got to say. Walking around a supermarket <laughs> looking depressed as hell. Extremely <laughs> frowning. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see a Chekhov's cutscene here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at my own joke. Uh, <laughs> it is, though. Like, there's no point drinking for this whiskey. scene yes, except for the like episode a, to end yeah. here. It's a five-second yeah. cutscene. It's five and eight at an oil refinery. They're looking around, and he, they're like, what's in that storage eight, tank? That's it. Eight literally just walks up to one of the workers and goes, hey, what is it you store in these tanks here? And then they cut away, and like that's it. And, and then we like, never see the them fuck? again until the very end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, six and seven leave. Uh, someone's like, I'm going to walk around. So he does. Uh, he goes to a pub and there's a flashback of him on stage, like in a double, like he's doing a play. Uh, he's bowing with the rest of the cast. Uh, later on, he's walking with an actress next to him um, down some stairs and some people are taking photographs. It's very ritzy. He looks over in the corner of his eye and sees Sophie. She's in the corner, kind of looks at him and runs away and he feels bad about it. Uh, later on, he's walking around London. And he sees a Mist of London poster. So um, This is in real life now. Yes. Or present day. I should have mentioned that. So it kind of cuts between yes. Brenda and him. It's very aggressive, and you yeah. only know because he has hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so in present day, he sees the Mist of London poster. Um, he walks into a theater, and he's watching a stage play. Um, the actors are kind of bad here, but uh, we'll get <laughs> yeah, past Yeah, it feels that. very community theater-y, and I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not. I think so. Probably. He says they're good later, but... <laughs> he could also just be being nice. <laughs> no. Being kind. 
Yeah. Uh, we cut over to three. She's also walking around London. Uh, she hears this strange, like, staticky, almost buzzing noise and gets concerned. Uh, we cut back to the play. The male lead, who I'm going to call Philip, and the female lead, who is Rosa, uh, they're doing their lines. It's stupid. The scene ends. Uh, Simmons in the back of the theater. He starts clapping. The director's like, who are you? And someone's like, I am the great GB. You may know of me. And they're like, oh, the great GB. We know of you. Have, have, Which have we mentioned need, yet? <laughs> we need to talk about this. So <laughs> I assumed as soon as I found out that, you know, Seven was English, I was like, oh, do you think he just chose that, you know, for the James Bond thing? And then Kubo pointed out that um, I didn't realize this, that when they called him GB, I just assumed that was initials. And they were. I was right. The assumption was right. What I didn't realize were the assumption, uh, the uh, initials. This man's name is Great Britain. It sure is, baby. Yeah, it is. I looked it up on the wiki to verify, yeah. and this motherfucker's whole ass is really named Great Britain. The man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says so in the opening, like, yeah. theme. They have all their real names, and, oh, it's so yeah. good. Rachel and I were, like, at the end of our last podcast recording, we were like, when is Tari going to notice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I skip the opening episode? literally every time, so never was the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> I uh, I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> I only need to hear one. That's the sound the intro makes. He wasn't making that up. No, that was no, no, it is extremely the ending sound of the intro. It is the only part I hear because I skip to two seconds before it ends. <laughs> So anyway, Seven is having uh, some coffee with uh, the director guy and Philip and Rosa, and like they're asking how he's doing and everything. Um, he says he's fine, that he actually used to perform here. He's uh, where he got a start in theater. And then like, oh, are you looking for some tickets? Like, I'll buy 10 tickets. I know you guys haven't sold out. Ha, ha, ha. Got him. Um, outside, uh, he goes outside later, and uh, Rosa asks, like, hey, listen, you should walk with me. He's like, okay. Uh, so she eventually leads him down to a subway and then to, like, a flower stand to buy some flowers, and she's not talking about all, and he's getting really confused about everything. It's super awkward, this whole scene. It's it's very obvious as, she, as soon as she buys flowers. It's yeah. like, oh, they're going to her grave. Yeah, yeah. like, I see. <laughs> yeah. So she buys the flowers. They end up in the graveyard, and she puts the flowers on a grave, and Seven looks over, and it's Sophie's grave, and he's super distraught, and he doesn't know, like, why she's dead, and then he, like, realizes, wait, who is this person, Rosa? Uh, Rosa is Sophie's daughter. Uh, Seven immediately is like, oh, shit, am I the dad? But she's like, no, 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 it's okay. Uh, after you left my mother, she went and, you know, married another Married another actor. Another actor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seven apologizes and she's like, I don't need your apology. And then he tries to comfort her and, and like she's really mad because apparently uh, Seven and Sophie were both like starving actors, but once he hit it big, like he left for the city and then never thought back to Sophie. I mean, he didn't leave, he got kidnapped well, and yes, turned and into a cyborg. Yeah, that's where it goes because Seven's like, it wasn't <laughs> like that. And then she asks for clarification. Yeah, and he but doesn't he say can't anything. Really, yeah, he can't really explain it because he doesn't want her to end up involved in world war marketing terrorism <laughs> like, just like, I want you to just be an actor so I literally cannot tell you what is going on but I, I really just need you to trust me on this one and she does not <laughs> which fair enough yeah mm-hmm. it's understandable yeah so she's like I wanted to tell you off since my mother could have peace out later and then she uh, leaves um, we get a flashback to uh, Seven and Sophie having a bunch of fun times, and then there's a long shot kind of silhouette of Seven just kneeling at Sophie's grave because he's very sad about this. He's sad for 80% of this episode. I mean, he's in England. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, <laughs> I did realize why he's a great actor, and it's just because he's got 
a huge mouth. Can yeah. smile really hard. Can frown really hard. His his mouth goes off of his face. Very really expressive. intense emotions. He's like a comedy tragedy mask all on his own. He has the good yeah, eyebrows yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. And you can always read it. You can read his expression from the back of the theater, exactly. which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut to the hotel where the rest of the cyber crew are apparently just chilling in the penthouse suite, waiting for Nine to show up. They spend most of this episode or doing eight, that. Seven, yeah. Yeah, they do. They just chill in the hotel, I guess. So <laughs> Everyone in the exact same spot, too. Good news. They've all got sweet autumn fits. <laughs> yes. one thing. They all do have very good outfits that I do like a lot, including 006's one sweater that covers 90% of his orbular form. <laughs> very good. Yeah, so now I'm going to ask three about the thing from the city. Apparently, she thinks it's a black ghost did the whole buzzing thing earlier. Then two's like, well, black ghost may have kidnapped seven. Oh, no. We cut immediately to Seven just drinking at a pub. Very British, of course. Exceptionally <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, Philip comes over and they share a drink together. Uh, Seven starts asking about Rosa. Is like, you know, apparently the mother died a year ago and Rosa's been cranky about it since. Oh, your mom died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we cut to some wings that are buzzing. That's weird. Later on uh, outside, they are both super drunk. Um, they're walking through like a dark alley. And it did like, finally answer the question of can cyborgs get drunk? Yes. They yes, sure yes. At the very least, seven can. <laughs> Maybe seven just shape shifted a liver so he could get fucked up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so they're smashed walking around this alley, and then these bee orbs come up. They're not bees, they're like beach balls that are painted like bees with wings and with a spiny orbs. Oh, you know spikes. those. <laughs> so the bees attacking them from behind. They're shocked and then we cut the sirens and then the hospital. Um, Rosa walks up to Seven demanding to know what's going on. Uh, we cut to the bees blowing up their car apparently. Uh, Seven says that they were attacked but really doesn't uh, elaborate on it because Philip is wheeled out in a stretcher bandages and is like, I'm sorry, I can't act. I fucking love this scene. Like, it's the first thing you say as you get rolled out of the PR is, guess I'm going to miss football practice today. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he gets rolled into another room, and um, Rosa's very concerned. And someone's like, so what are you going to do? And she's like, oh, it sucks. I'm going to have to cancel the school play. And then someone's like, no, I can do it. And she's like, what? And it's like, I know this play by heart. I did it 20, 40 years ago or whatever. 20 years ago, I was supposed. this was the play I was supposed to do with your mom before I got kidnapped by terrorists. Please <laughs> allow me to do this play with the daughter of the woman I was supposed to do it with. That gives me some closure, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's something. Yeah, he yeah. actually breaks down and starts crying here. So, like, it's a big uh, deal. I, I, for a second, thought he was going to break down sobbing on the floor. And then after she was like, okay, oh, wow, yeah, you can do it. Then he just popped back and be like, pretty good, huh? Like, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping he would do that because that would have been just, like, a great moment of just, like, yeah, I'm a really good actor and fuck you <laughs> yeah um, so we cut the cyborgs in a hotel uh, they're all there Seven shows up and he's looking really ratty they're like whoa what happened he's like I was attacked by Black Ghost by the way I'm taking three days PTO and <laughs> that's the whole sentence yeah uh, two gets mad he's like you can't be doing that Ben Gilmore's like so what, what do you mean and so he fades them in or he fills them in as they fade to black because it's implied that whatever uh, we cut to them. They're on the roof, like doing lookout guard while he's inside of the theater. <laughs> they lampshade this pretty hard. Like they fade out from the story, and then like they they immediately cut. And one of them's like, "Well, why why are we doing this again?" And six is like, "Cause it was a really good story, don't you think?" <laughs> 
Yeah, so Seven's inside, and him and Rosa are doing the show, The Mist of London. Um, outside, of course, the bees attack, so they start shooting the bee orbs. Um, they, Black there's like a blowing up community <laughs> theater. Yeah, there's like a million bee orbs, so they're like, this isn't going to work. So Five like kind of catches a bee and then like puts it under his arm and runs off like a linebacker. And the bees like, chase him less, for yeah. some reason? I feel like yeah, it's supposed to be him. like the queen me or right, something. Right, the queen robot bee. I don't know how he figured out which one, but whatever. He runs off. Um, Seven's inside delivering lines about a man living his life with principles. And the other actor's like, well, that will cause you to die. He's like, I don't care. And yeah. Uh, Five goes back to Chekhov's oil refinery. Um, he shoots the tank and then they blow up and all the bees die. It's, Great. It's, what it is it's, is no, it would he... blow up the city though. They like shoot the, the oil. Which one? Okay, you've just caused a massive environmental disaster. Yeah, it should be mentioned these oil tanks are oil. like the huge refinery ones the ones that yes. are like 300 yeah. 400 feet across and like three or four stories tall. i feel like we also need to mention that they do have a way they set their guns to and i quote needle mode yes <laughs> and it sprays a bunch of needles everywhere putting tiny micro punctures into the tanks spraying the oil everywhere coating the bees but why do you have needle mode <laughs> like, i mean what? they got the magnum what mode they got the ice mode their guns they're just all do. halo weapons look, look. And then they set it on fire, and it just, it just blows up the bees and not the two the entire fucking city. tanks of oil. Like, <laughs> you've just set fire to, like, half, half of the city. Like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, back on stage, uh, Seven's hamming it up. Um, the show ends in the curtain call. Uh, later, they're walking near London Bridge, and uh, Rosa starts apologizing, you know, saying... That mom said you were kind and good. I was just mad, you know, that she's dead and you kind of left. Um, by the way, while all this has happened, all the other cyborgs are doing their worst Scooby-Doo hide behind the pillar oh thing. Oh my god, it's so good. All of them behind a <laughs> lamppost. Yeah. Uh, Seven wishes that, like, I wish Sophie was here. And um, while they spy on Seven and Rosa, like, Six is saying, like, actors, get all the chicks. And Two's like, she's way too young for him. That makes no sense. Anyway, uh, there's he's a heart. Like, you could be, she could be his daughter, and then three's like, "Oh, really? You think so?" And it, it could very pertinent. Yeah, <laughs> like very well could have been his daughter. <laughs> yeah. So the end of the episode is seven saying goodbye to Rosa, and she walks off, and he just kind of looks dejected out out towards the Thames. Uh, episode fourteen starts with um, God, it starts with the I don't even know what this. Oh, it's the big spinning rock yes, that's I got like a CG rock that's lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like this like weird like geode that's like hovering it in the air. They keep calling it Metal X or something like that. Yeah, it's Metal yeah, X. Like, the it's, reason it's I was a confused. super powerful energy source. It's it's a super MacGuffin is all it yeah. is. It's, yeah. it's plutonium or something. But like the reason I got confused here about my notes is because I wrote spinning rock. And the reason I wrote spinning rock is because it's a 3D model that looks really badly textured like it's early 2000s. Yes. And it's spinning yep. in front of this black guy with glasses and a mustache uh, who's yelling about, you know, it has so much energy. I'm going to be so rich. Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, menacing laugh. Uh, his name mm -hmm. is Umbaba, by the way, and he is a character in the next couple episodes. Um, we cut to people in a quarry mining. Um, this is very, like, strip mining, like, kind of manual labor stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the crowd outside of the mine is shaking the metal fence, saying that Metal X belongs to the people of Mumbasa, and, like, we will take back our country and the mines and everything. Uh, we see Umbaba walking past the uh, front gate towards the chopper, and then they people kick down the fence and start running in, and so there's fighting. Uh, Umbaba comes to the tanks, and the people start running away because the tanks are chasing them. 
And he immediately, he's just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, so this episode, it's like the first 20 seconds. It literally is like, ah, this resource that's being mined illegally is making me incredibly wealthy. I love this. And then people outside of fence going, we hate that you do this. That's bad, ours. You asshole. And he goes, I don't care. Call the military on them. And it's like the most zero to 60. Like, we have the story. We're ready. Okay. We hate this guy. Great. You love to see it. And I'm glad that there's layers that go on at this point because they just like spend so little time establishing this that I'm like they better do something else and they do they do <laughs> so those places. it's a uh, very set up for like 10 year olds to watch and understand why this is bad mm-hmm. um, so yeah the uh, people at the fence uh, start running away from the tanks uh, the tanks chase them out into like the forest area but they're stopped by this like weird blob tank that's called the black monster it looks like a Neo tank from Advance Wars 2 yeah. if you've played that. It's just yep. made of orbs. It's a tank entirely constructed of orbs because Black Ghost, for all their faults, they got they've designed they got a, a mean they, I like well, I like their vehicles. They are very they're very innovative in their use of shapes. It's very like <laughs> and, the Apple of war machines kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have strict branding <laughs> policies. Mm-hmm. Very if your tank consistent. has rounded edges, you can fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, so the Black Monster blows up all of the uh, military's tanks, and then this weird guy, he's like in a black jumpsuit with these red glasses and this like aviator, not aviator mask, but like a gas mask. He looks on. like a jet pilot with the uh, like ma- or, uh, air tank with the pressure on suit. him. Yeah, yeah, like a pressure suit. And uh, this guy is named Number One. It should be different. He is different than One, which is the baby. So right, he's um, not a zero zero, but he is a cyborg. Yeah, why is he not a zero zero? It's weird. Why yes. He, why is he different? I didn't Maybe they retired the model. Yeah, I didn't realize this guy had a name until the second episode of this, where they call him Number One. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, I imagine after you lose like. 12 of them running and then like the 13th one also ends up blowing himself up you're like you know what let's just start wiping their minds before well, we do this well, there's which a great is line about this what they end up doing later yeah. on considering um who number one is it's weird to me that he's he's a different Where he is, yeah series. don't yeah. worry about it yeah, so... Um, Look, there were multiple divisions working on different <laughs> branches of the project. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so number one gets out of the weird orb tank and says... Who committed this cyborg? This is terrible. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets out of the weird orb tank and says, like, I'm here to help you take back your country. Black Monster is here to help. And the crowd's getting super pumped. Um, we got to the dolphin. Gilmore is talking about Black Ghost weapon sighting in the Mumbaba Republic. Uh, Six doesn't know where that is. Uh, eight's like, well, I'm from there. That's my homeland. And it's so Gilmore in West gives us a, Africa. Yeah, Gilmore gives us the history lesson. Uh, Mumbaba was a former Plutonia colony. Uh, they had a war and gained independence. Uh, Umbaba is the president, but Plutonia bribed him, and now he became a dictator. And that was the guy from the beginning of the episode who was super evil and talking about being rich. Um, he also says that Metal X is the new energy source, and Plutonia wants it. So everybody's kind of vying for trying to get this Metal X. Uh, people are revolting against Zubala since he's a now kind of dictator dude and uh, kind of a real dick. independence. Yeah. Uh, so nine wonders why Black Ghost is there and helping. Uh, eight is we got the eight. He's outside the dolphin, kind of looking sad and pensive. Uh, Not flashback. like on a deck or anything. Sort of just chilling on the roof. Chilling on top of it. Yeah, like just just sitting in the open air on top of this dolphin. Yeah, so we flash back to a prison camp, I guess. There's a bunch of sirens going off. Eight and his friend Mamato are being chased by guards. Mamato's like, I'm going to distract them. He runs off. 
and he's shot at, and you know, eight gives a big no. Uh, back in the present, Umbaba is forcing the blob tank, or is attacking the blob tank and losing, so he's sending all of his military forces at it and losing. Um, the cyborg guy sees this. Um, the cyborgs all see this because they're walking around the jungle for some reason, and they find the blob tank. And so two, eight, and nine start following it because they want to go see where Black Ghost is going. Because it is blatantly Black Ghost hardware, oh, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, the second oh, we have to." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, there's a weird all black orb machine." Well, <laughs> yeah, he's right at the Black Ghost That is their aesthetic. <laughs> so two, eight, and nine follow the blob tank. Um, they're captured by the rebels tied up and they're brought to the leader whose name is Kabori. Uh, Kabori recognizes eight and so they're untied. Kabori and eight apparently fought together in the previous war for independence so they're kind of buddies. Um, cut to them they're talking about uh, the tank. They're saying uh, the tank is uh, eighth day is that the tank is Black Ghost and uh, they kind of explain who Black Ghost is to Kabori and why they shouldn't trust him. There is one other exchange here I believe that's pretty important which is just he asks like really quickly he's like Oh, hey, so uh, you managed to escape and get back to us. Uh, where's our mutual friend? And he's like, huh? I thought he he's was like, with yeah, you. Yeah, he was like, I was kind of hoping he had escaped and was back here already. Oh, uh, yeah, I did kind of gloss over Sorry, that. bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's just like, yeah. That was uh, Mamato. They were talking about the Mamato, friend the flashback. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, where's Mamato? Surely he's with you. And he's like, I assumed Mamato was with you. And they're both kind of like, oh, oh. oh. Can you guess where Mamato <laughs> is? <laughs> it could be anywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kavori um, says the mon- that Black Monster is helping them fight for justice. But Eight is like, that's Black Ghost, dude. He's going to expand the war for profit. He's just using you in order to, you know get money or something and eight's like listen you have to give up the black ghost tank thing and you know you should stop that Kabori obviously is kind of conflicted he says that like listen we need this orb tank to overthrow umbaba like he's he's got tanks and we need bigger tanks basically and And like fair enough just really like eight very quickly explains like he's just like no you don't understand like black ghost is going to give this to you so that you're now a threat to the dictator and then black ghost is going to go to the dictator who has the big dollars and make him buy a bunch of stuff and then they're going to turbo murder you and he's just kind of like yeah but like we're kind of fucked otherwise and we do want freedom so we're gonna keep the hell machine and he's like oh come on why do we all why with the hell machine <laughs> <laughs> and kabori goes to these troops it's like hey dude should we keep the hell machine they're all like yeah independence keep the hell machine so um hell machine hell machine i voted yes. for hell machine <laughs> which fair enough yeah, Honestly, so they're kind of screwed either way. I mean, yep. they already Black Ghost is already selling the machines to Papa. It, it's mm-hmm. done. They're, they're screwed. Yeah, so Eight says you're making a mistake, and Kabor is like, this is my path. I have to walk it. Um, we cut over to this like big metal underground bunker hallway thing. Umbaba, again, the president guy, is uh, walking with that number one cyborg. They're brought to a big room where there's a Black Ghost hologram, and um, Umbaba knows... Or Black Ghost knows that Umbaba is desperate because they have the Hell Orb tank. How will they ever defeat the Hell Orb tank? Well, let me give you my PR speech. Uh, Black Ghost gives him the sales this pitch. Is such a good salesman pitch. <laughs> Holy shit. Like at one point he's like, well, I can't buy any of these things without proof now, can I? And Black Ghost's response is, and I quote, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> and then cuts to footage, which I'm just like, damn, hard sell. This guy is good at this. <laughs> My man came prepared with the PowerPoint. Yeah, so yeah, Black yeah, Ghost yeah. is like, I'll give you a demo. Oh, I thought you would ask about our Q4 earnings. Good news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Black Ghost gives him the demo, and uh, Baba leaves the room uh, with number one, I believe. 
there's this other guy there as a lackey. This guy doesn't get a name until two episodes from now, but I'm just going to call him Lackey for now. Uh, yeah. He talks with Black Ghost uh, saying that the escalating civil war is a great way to get America involved. And then yeah, he turns out they're war. trying to start world another world war. Yeah, uh, I guess their whole mo is that like since Metal X is you know the next cool energy source, America always loves you know blood for oil sort of big shit, oil. So, yeah, yeah. So Black Ghost laughs in a menacing way. We cut to the rebels; they're planning stuff. Uh, two, eight, and nine are locked up. Um, two's like, we should just leave. We could bust out of here really easily. But eight's like, listen, um, if we destroy Black Monster, then you know Black Ghost will give them another one, and. That's not going to help us in the long run. We need we to figure out our time things. here. Yeah. Yeah. So and then... suddenly, yeah, Black Monster explodes. The orb <laughs> tank explodes. Um, two, <laughs> these new tanks are attacking. Um, these tanks are weird because yes, they look yes, like normal yes, tanks. Yes. Until the like, yes. turret flies up in the air with jetpacks and just shoots in the air. So, like, what's the part of the bottom? Yeah. Why do you have the tarp? So that the you can bring it along. You can transport it more cheaply. Yeah. 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 It, yeah it's less fuel if you use the treads. Like, basically, it's just, you know how a tank has, like, kind of a parallelogram with treads, and then above it, there's, like, the half circle, like the dome with the turret. It's just the dome and the turret. Just leave. <laughs> they just go. They're just like, well, see ya, and have jets on the bottom. Them and laser cannons so yeah it's like it really is they're just a deployment platform because now they're just treads like i guess you could like kind of fuck with people with like a bunch of tank treads running around just like oh oh shit oh no like crashing into buildings and stuff yeah. that probably cause a problem you know, running running over buses and shit. i wonder if that's how those uh zeon tanks from mobile suit gundam got their start because like there's yeah. tanks in mobile suit gundam that are like flying tank things but they also have treads they're really right. fucked up too yeah it's all terrains <laughs> including the air yeah, so the uh, Rebels are getting shot up by these new tanks. Um, Umbaba's watching it on the TV. He's super excited because now he has new cool toys to play with. I will uh, pay for this. Yeah, 2, 8, and 9 see the Rebels are getting shot, shot up, so they go and stop the new tanks. And then Umbaba watching the TV thinks that Black Ghost demo shit, and he, he's not going to pay for this. So Black Ghost oh, Lackey no. is angry that uh, he won't get the sale, so he, uh, he's fretting about that. Like, this is literally just like... All right, and let me show you the next slide. And oh no, this is magic trick pornography. Oh geez, it's just real embarrassing. Just like oh no, oh geez, and the guy being like, I can't buy this. This is ridiculous. Let me demonstrate how bulletproof my car is. Oh no, it's smashed. Oh no, no. Well, I better try that again. Oh no, it's like QVC commercial the guy with the sword hitting it against the table and a piece to flex into him and he's just like <laughs> yeah so uh two uh tries opening one of these tanks up and it gets shot at inside he gets a shot cyborg. in the knee yeah inside a cyborg pops out the cyborg looks very similar to the number one cyborg um more of these cyborgs start popping out so of course the three cy- other our three numbered cyborgs fight these black cyborgs and uh Nine starts immediately trying to appeal to him because that's what he does. Two tells him he's a fucking idiot. Um, the rebels try stopping the cyborgs, but their bullets are not a very effective. Um, Nine eventually pulls out his MacGuffin's Wii mode and just defeats everybody. It really uh, is Nine. Uh, at some point in every episode, Nine is he suddenly remembers he can stop time. Yeah. He it solves a lot of problems, it turns well, out. In this case, this one was, he was kind of like, guys, no, we don't need to fight. I don't want to fight you. You're also cyborgs. We're cyborgs. You can turn it around. And two's like, 
no, they're they're clearly like brainwashed and different. Like they're not reacting to but you. He Stop it. And he's just like, time. no, let me reason. Stop time and, and then save as soon as that he guy does, being shot. Yeah, that's true. There was a guy that was that killed that is like, yeah. no, do over later. And I totally could have if he'd remembered. Look, there's a lot of fuel <laughs> spent whenever you do that. <laughs> yeah, it really so is just is... like The Flash where every episode is just uh, Barry finally remembers he has super speed. It's just nine <laughs> finally remembers he has super speed. Yeah, so nine uses the super speed and defeats all of the black cyborgs. Uh, Kabori, um, the rebel commander, is crying over the death of one of his younger soldiers. Um, he gives a whole soliloquy saying he wanted to live free and not be exploited, and he had a wife and family. And now yeah, there's he's this dead. great thing. It's like he was just a boy, and then like half a second later, it's <laughs> he just wanted to live with his wife and kids. I don't know. Maybe he married like real early. Maybe he's like in his like late teens or something. I don't maybe. Know. <laughs> um, Nine says that two is hurt because he got shot in the knee. Uh, two's like, yeah, I'm hurt, but I need we need to get these rebels to another camp because Black Ghost knows where we are. So uh, we cut back to the Black Ghost henchman, he, um, the lackey dude. He's sending the number one cyborg to uh, kill the rebels. We get a lot of the chain of command here. Yeah. Uh, the last scene of this episode is eight. Uh, he has a bad feeling about everything that's happening. Because it's a two-parter, baby. Hell yeah. yeah. Why does eight get two episodes, Mom? I mean, you know, could you because really they put up with like, him being sad for another episode? <laughs> the residents of a colonial invasion and then war over resources is kind of a good topic. Yeah. I just want to see. No, I just want to. No, actually, I mean, I agree with that. But I want to see zero uh, zero seven just ride the bus and aggressively not talk to anyone. For <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if he was in a pub, I would watch him sit in a pub for half an hour, just watching dudes get drunk and play darts. <laughs> um, so episode fifteen starts with eight recapping the last episode. The rebels and the government are armed by Black Ghost, and Black Ghost wants to start a world war. Let's start a war. So uh, 2, 8, and 9, and the Rebels are walking towards their other base that they have. Um, we get flashbacks of 8 sparring with Mamato. So this is the guy from the last episode's cutscene where the guy got shot or whatever. Also, um, um, he looks like a Black Loop on the 3rd. He does. He looks exactly like a Black Loop on the 3rd, yeah. Um, I also forgot to mention the like generic soldier guys from Baba look like Muppets, and it's great. They do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in the flashback eight is sparring with mamato um they like throw a pun- or eight throws a punch or something and mamato does a sweet they have a yeah. moment where yeah just like oh i threw this punch in this way and he flips me in response in this exact way Don't i worry, know his moves come back in it's not not important uh, unimportant <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> um, back in the present, the rebels are walking and like they're being followed. Two says something to the effect of like, "Oh, it's killer be killed with these turkeys." Which <laughs> yes, okay. yes, he does. Yeah, it's killer be killed with these turkeys. Which <laughs> hey, did we ever figure out when two is from? Because I, pre- I presume two States. is before three, right? Oh, yeah. So like he, he is one of the past and androids. Three is like a hundred years old or something. So two is prop. I mean, he's in that neighborhood. Right? Yeah. Again, it's the question is what age does your verbiage stop to the point that you call robots shooting at you turkeys? <laughs> like, a fascinating you question. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so out of the uh, grass, a bunch of these like robot tentacle snake things attack, and they got laser mouse. Um, so the cyborg shoot them back. Uh, Nine does his Wii fighting stuff and shoots a bunch, but uh, more show up, and eventually they all just fly into the sky, and then there's this, like, orb tank thing that they fly into, and then suddenly this UFO orb tank thing has tentacle feet, and so great. 
As you do. And la- with lasers on them. Mm-hmm. With lasers, of course, yeah. Uh, the number one cyborg guy is flying the tentacle snake UFO thing. Um, Eight says, it's like, okay, listen, we got to lure these people away from the rebels because they're so injured and whatnot. So it shoots at two and nine. Uh, number one gets out to kill them, but uh, is ambushed by Eight, who then gets tossed in the same way as the flashback. So, what the? Yeah. yeah, so Eight knows who it is now. Uh, two. Wait, who is it? <laughs> it it's Gilmore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, two shoots at him, but uh, he gets back on his UFO thing and then uses the snakes to shoot this big... Uh, it's like the quad laser from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like He makes all the snakes shoot their lasers at the same time to form a bigger, more powerful laser. laser. Um, this laser hits the ground right where two, uh, eight, and nine are and explodes. And, and so, of course, number one reasons. thinks he won and flies off. Uh, Nine wakes up and he's in a hole in the ground. I guess three and six were there and they dug a hole under him and dug him through the ground before the laser hit. Uh, they found him because he was super light checking back in or something. We cut over the two who's in a lot of pain because he got shot in the knee. And so three and nine take him back to the dolphin while eight and six stay with the rebels. And two has an acute realization that being shot with a cyborg body and being shot with a human body have very different effects, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the whole deal is, like, they put, like, a tourniquet on his knee because they think he's going to bleed out, but, like, really, that is worse for cyborgs. Apparently, it's, like, cutting off their electric lines. I, I don't right. know. It's science. It's- I mean, what it actually would be is, like, you're flooding the rest of the system with fluid, which is unbelievably dangerous. Like, that's probably the real answer. Especially with your jet boots. Yeah, so they bring him oh, back. Jesus, right. That's the oh, one yeah, with the jets. <laughs> yeah. He's blow himself up. Yeah, back at <laughs> the Dolphin, Gilmore starts sciencing two back to health, uh, says that they're not full robots. You need to be uh, aware of how to. He's also, he's also like, why didn't you come back? And I'm like, because they were being attacked by black ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. weird that Gilmore yells at them I mean, for not knowing how to apply first aid to each other but he's never taught them and these people no. don't know any better right, of course I they think, just still think they're people I do think assuming two made a head ass brutish decision to not return even though he was wounded that's a safe assumption probably that's true like, assuming wrong. they've been wrong. working together for a very long time that's probably just the default of like let me guess two got hurt and it was like no i'll stay and fight and ended up getting way more hurt right that's what happened <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a like this happens a second time next episode as well Oh, Two yeah. is a dumbass for that no reason, and so everyone's just like, "Good, though. all right then." <laughs> <laughs> it's just his mo. See, even when he's not a dumbass, because he was just he just couldn't get back to the. They ship. kind of just let him do his own thing, so he yep. burns off some steam, so they don't have to deal with him later. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, back at the rebel camp, uh, Kabori is telling um, the troops that they've been tricked. That Black Ghost um, Eight is outside, deep in thought. He knows that the number one cyborg is his old friend Mamato. What? Yeah. Wow. Gilmore uh, then goes and fixes two. Uh, Seven says that it's classic Black Ghost, just to make both sides fight each other and sell them stuff. Classic. Yeah, yeah, it's his entire fucking business model. It makes sense, really. So apparently Black Ghost is like entire, like in the question of what is their great evil plan, it is shockingly one of the more believable yeah. grand evil plans of a of, of, of like a cartoon children's bad guy of like oh he's just an awful he's, war prophet he's just an arms he's dealer just an like awful, he's really? just an arms dealer he's a monster turns like, out that's yeah. actually pretty good 
Just slap a goatee, an evil goatee on every arms dealer and you have black ghosts. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like almost all of black ghost lackeys either have a mustache or a goatee. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You just slap them on that's black ghost right there. Yeah, so Gilmore's talking about Metal X. Apparently, like, it's you know, the next big energy source. And if, like, the war gets out of hand and world powers will step in to stop it and that will cause World War III. Um, number nine wants to talk, or sorry, nine wants to talk to number one. Two is saying that that's dumb. They'll never listen. Nine is saying that's not true. And there's a flashback to, like, uh, the Cyborg 13 dude from a couple episodes ago. Uh, two says First the black ghosts will make stick again. They will wipe their minds. Gilmore says the black ghost cyborgs are human, but they're efficient, which means they have no emotions. Ergo, black ghosts must have erased their emotions. No, it's it's zero zero two's line is something like, "Oh, black ghosts wouldn't keep making cyborgs yes. the same mistake." I'm like, he only did it up to zero zero <laughs> nine. nine. <laughs> he made the same mistake nine times, but oh, mistake ten. That's not gonna I happen. Mean, I only will once. say, as someone who's worked for a large corporation that was trying to develop internal software to like handle some stuff, <laughs> fuck nine is generous. <laughs> only nine? Are you sure? They don't like, stop making mistakes. That's my point. Like zero zero two being like they wouldn't make that mistake again. I'm like yes, he would. Sure yes. he would. Sure he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they certainly would. Yeah, absolutely. Only nine times. times. Point to like my fucking project man at work is in like the tenth fucking revision of this agile stuff. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back in the forest, Eight's walking around and he confronts, confronts Mamato slash number one. I'm just going to call him Mamato now since number one is a dumb name. Yep. Uh, Eight wonders if Mamato remembers a the. Fine name for a baby, however. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, Eight wonders, like, Mamato, do you remember me? Do you remember the day of your brother's funeral? So, of course, we get a flashback to a bunch of people grieving uh, at a funeral. Mamato walks out of the tent or whatever they're at and Eight follows. Mamato's in tears. He says that bro worked in the mines hard every day all of his life, but then when he wasn't useful anymore, he was tossed aside by those capitalists. What did bro really live for? I want freedom. And he makes a vow that says he's got to bring down the system of enslavement, make freedom a reality, all that, you know, good freedom fighter stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, back in reality, Eight tries to appeal again. He's like, listen, don't you remember your vow for country and all your countrymen? And Mamato's like, nope, and shoots him with a laser. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> no, he bro. goes over. He goes over the eight who's laying on the ground and he's got to shoot him. Uh, but then he gets an order over the radio saying to bring back eight alive to Black Ghost. So he does that. We cut to Umbaba. He is having a very fun time torturing eight. It's very similar to the Metal Gear Solid torture scene with Ocelot. Eight is with just as many puns. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming, there's a lot one of point, electricity. There's one point where I believe he says. Well, you'll see what I do to political dissidents. You'll find it quite shocking. Yes. And then electrocutes him a lot. And it's like, wow, you are you are enjoying you. Wow, they really want to make sure you don't feel bad for this guy after Black Ghost Turbo fucks him. <laughs> <laughs> also, you yeah. saved that for pretty far into the interrogation, I gotta say. It's okay. He doesn't give out, so he gets the good Meryl ending. Eight <laughs> um, ask of motto... Uh, if, or sorry, Eight asked Mamato if he wants Umbaba in charge of the country. Like, he's still trying to... So, I should take it back for a second. While Umbaba, the president, is torturing Eight, uh, Mamato, number one, the cyber guy, is also standing there. And With he asked, the black ghost henchman as well. Yeah, and he asked Mamato, like, listen, is this the dude you want in charge of the country, this sadist? Uh, there's more zapping. Apparently, the black ghost lackey turns off the electricity because he's like, listen, we need this dude alive for bait. If you kill him, he's not worth it. Uh, one telepathically one is in this episode by the way the one wakes one. up very briefly 
Yeah, he wakes up briefly to say, oh yeah, Aid, are you okay? And it's like, I'm being tortured. He's like, oh, that sucks. Okay. So he tells the rest of the cyborgs, yeah, Aid's being tortured. You should go save him. And then he disappears for the rest of the episode. Yep. <laughs> One does right, literally two things this entire block of four episodes, and we just <laughs> yeah. found the first one. Was yeah. he in the last block of four he very much? He does a thing in the His last episode, but never shows up the payoff word. Yeah. 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 So they go outside. The cyborgs go out to leave. Um, two says that Nine is putting everybody in jeopardy by trying to reason with the enemy. They're the enemy. Before is like, listen, Nine's a cool dude. He can also do that sweet fighting thing. You know, I got your back. Uh, we cut the outside. Three is scouting around with her X-ray vision. Uh, they make plans to get into the Black Ghost base, and they do. I'm going to skip most of that because it sucks. Um, <laughs> the Black Ghost lackey knows that they're coming, so they send tanks. Um, there's explosions and stuff. Who cares? This new orb thing shows up. There's like four of these new orbs. Um, they're just black orbs with eyeballs on them. And they start pulsating with this electric charge stuff. Uh, cyborgs 5, 7, and 9 all get stunned until 9 realizes he has super speed and blows up the orbs. And that's this whole scene is yeah, one like, of the best ones in like the whole it's set It's totally so far. inconsequential. They're like, like, oh no, these orbs, oh, it hurts. Oh no, you did your super speed. Yeah, they're, they're like fully disabled. And my favorite is I believe he says... They'll be assailed with magnetron waves, which for those of you who don't know, the magnetron is the thing in your microwave that does make the microwaves. Yes. So they're just microwaves. They're being um, hot pocketed. Which, <laughs> yeah, they're getting hot pocketed. And then, yeah, literally like as they're on the ground and he's like, it's perfect. We'll show those cyborgs how weak they really are. And then nine's like, oh, wait, I'm not. And just blows them all up and it's like, oh, well, OK, moving on. He's, he's, he's Barry. Nevertheless. He's Barry Allen. There you go. We'll see how, uh, how Cyborg 009 slithers out of this one. <laughs> nevertheless. Well, nevertheless. It's, it's the most useless scene. It didn't need to be there at all. Anyway. Um, where was I in my notes? Uh, the Black Ghost Lackey and Baba are watching, and they're like, do you have a backup plan for this? And the Black Ghost Lackey's like, no. nope, nah. I'm out. <laughs> see you <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, leaves, and Baba's really upset. It's like, how am I supposed to deal with this? Uh, we get a montage of five, seven, and nine blowing stuff up. Um, in the torture chamber, Mamato goes, like, he walks into the torture chamber and has his gun drawn. He's going to kill eight. But then six suddenly uh, digs through the wall with his flame breath and stops him in the nick of time. Uh, Mamato starts escaping, but four blows up his UFO thing before he can leave. Um, four is about to finish him off, but then eight shows up and, like, starts appealing to Mamato. And he's like, listen, I knew you. you have, you're better than this. You join us. We're cyborgs. We can defeat Black Ghost together. Rebuild the country and all that. And so there's this, like, standoff long shot of them, like, staring at each other. And this it's goes on for, like, long. 20 seconds, like, silently, of just the I, two of them I staring at each other. I was wondering if it was broken. If the video was broken. Yeah, it's, no, it, it's, it really hangs. There was no sound or movement. Mm. It was just the same frame, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, and then suddenly Mamato draws his gun, and then there's a blackout. Uh, we cut to eight, the, like, close-up of eight sign, and then he's the only one left standing in the same, like, profile long shot. Uh, at the end of the episode, we cut to outside. Kabori, the rebel guy, is talking to Eight, saying, "Is like I'm going to make the country free," and then Eight thanks him, and that's it. No closure yeah, at all. It's really funny because, like, the uh, basically Nine's whole insecurity about fighting cyborgs is like the running theme throughout the episode, but it's actually Eight who that culminates for in it. Yeah, because I think it's like because eight now recognize that one of the cyborgs was his friend, much like nine did previously. Yeah, basically. But yeah, like they, there's no conclusion or country's gonna get up. free. Don't worry about it. It's in good hands. 
I mean, the main thing is they did <clears throat> keep that one president from buying weapons at the very least True. from Black Ghost. And the other one is destroyed. And it seems like Black Ghost was at least like, oh, fuck all this. <laughs> Damn it. Well, <laughs> like, all I right, tried. fine. We'll leave. <laughs> It's true. Like, uh, I do like that that guy just pieces out the lackey dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shows up actually in this next episode. So uh, episode 16, um, we see a bunch of jungle shots with wildlife and all that. The dolphin starts taking off out of the jungle. Um, Aid is feeling super down. Like, they show like a whole bunch of montage shots of like people in the cockpit flying dolphin around and Aid's looking real sad. Uh, there's a montage of them flying over Africa. Eventually, they get off to the ocean and... Um, they dive into the water with the dolphin and we cut briefly to like a satellite in orbit just watching briefly this. to space we're gonna get there we promise we think yeah. uh we cut over to this guy in front of a big screen giving this presentation there's a bunch of maps and we can see the dolphin flying over africa and then it vanishes into the water the guy says like this is where it disappeared and so we're cut to this i don't even know how to describe this room it looks like a game show set like it ha- it's like it's got christmas lights on it Oh, are we, wait, are we talking about when we had the Illuminati meeting in the damn club? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a big Illuminati triangle with an eye with like made out of like pink club lights. Yep. And there's a bunch of like, like judges seats, but like <laughs> descending in height. Yes. Yeah. Almost as in like a Kingdom Hearts situation where they're all very sad sitting in a room together, except it's got a big pink Illuminati sign and a bunch of dope like blue lights across the side that are, yeah, they're like segmented Christmas lights. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like if there's a dance floor that lights up in front of that place, that'd be fly as hell. You could have yep. like seven <laughs> DJs like mixing up a huge set. Everybody like Illuminati meeting in the damn club. Not a bad idea. See, you went for the Illuminati like meeting in the club. Like I always thought this was like game show. Like if Regis Filmin showed up and started talking about like a board with numbers yeah, on it, like yeah. I could totally see that the going million on. million dollar question. Okay, yeah. Like a future version of uh, like celebrity uh, Oh, how am I forgetting the name of the show where they have is, squares and they're celebrities? Squares. Oh, no. That's Hollywood Square. <laughs> I thought it was more squares. like, what's that pyramid, what's that pyramid show? The $600,000 pyramid? Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, yeah. all these uh, guys are going, uh, <laughs> I watched oh, no, a lot of game show Dolphin's network. gone and they want to go after it. And of course, Black Ghost shows up at the top of the pyramid. And us is like yelling, calm your tits. You know, it's we have to calm down. <laughs> he has to give a lot of We've these presentations, I feel like. He, he actually does like the hands out in front of him, like hushing them, calm down thing. Like, he's very emotive. Uh, but yes, he's like, we have to capture the cyborgs, not destroy them. We need to figure out, uh, we need to study them for research and figure out why they went and rebelled against us. And if we destroy them, that would be easy. I could destroy them right now if I wanted to. I love that. I love that lampshading of, yeah, I'm all powerful and I could totally destroy them, but I don't want to. We could nuke them from orbit if we wanted. But I'm not going to. I also love the the point of he's very expressive because I feel like in his design... They like his whole outfit is black for the most part, except he has very long white gloves, yep. and they always make sure that his hands are like very delicately and fluidly animated or yes. in front of the rest of him, so you can see them very clearly when he's emoting, and it's very good. I don't know who decided like we need to make sure you can see this motherfucker's hands, but good call. Much like Italians, villains this. talk with their hands. Yeah, I actually put a note in this episode. We never really explained what Black Ghost looks like. So he has his like <laughs> skull mask that looks kind of like luchadory in its fit, but like the eyes are like yellow, and he has like these big, great, like white grinning teeth to it. 
Um, he has a full cape that's completely black with the super popped collar, and of course there's like a skull brooch in front of it. And yeah, like you said, he has these white gloves, so whenever he's talking, like the hands are in front of him doing things or looking menacingly or whatever. We're going to get to see a lot more of him soon. Don't yeah. you worry. Speaking of so, outfits, like, everyone seems to have these big yellow buttons, like, on the cyborgs, but, like, all the people in that room also just had outfits with giant Yeah, you thought on. that it was just the cyborgs at first, but no, that's no. just Black Ghost standard. It is, yeah. Yeah, standard all these had, like, the same cyborg outfits, except they were blue instead of the red and yellow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Black Ghost is telling them, like, the cyborgs are, of course, a threat, and we need to quash all threats, but uh, we also need to take great care in doing this so we don't get overwhelmed. And, of course, there's applause for him. Uh, Black Ghost calls up Commander Frezra. Frira. This is the lackey dude from the last two episodes. He finally gets a name. Is it Frez? Commander Frez, I believe it was. I think Frez. It was like Frez, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, the way he calls up his phrase, so we see like Black Ghost is like, I'm going to call up Commander Ferez. And so he presses some buttons on thing and like this monitor shows up in front of him. Ferez is chilling in a seat drinking some wine. And then he notices that Black Ghost is calling him and freaks the fuck out. Like his it, boss called it's him. It's also a wine from- glass that has like a curve in the stem for some reason. It's the longest stem too. It's like a like 13 it's inch to be like long a tulip stem. Or something, I thought. Yeah. Like the stem. But it's like a very, very long. It's like a champagne flute, like that's <laughs> but with not a whole standard. wine glass on it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he freaks out and uh, immediately starts apologizing to Black Ghost for what happened in the last two episodes. Black Ghost is like, "Yeah, that's cool. I'm giving you one last chance, or I'm going to kill you." By the so way, Black- uh, this guy's voiced by Steve Blum, doing surprisingly not the Steve, the one Steve Blum voice. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good range for Steve yeah, no. Blum. <laughs> that's the thing about Steve Blum is Steve Blum has one voice that's so easy to pick out and definable that whenever he does other stuff, it's very easy to miss. But it's super him. Like he did like five characters in regular show and I only noticed one. Yep. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> there's like, like, there's one, was one line where it's Steve like, Blum, and oh, then that's the rest definitely are... Steve Blum. Everything else is sort of like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, when he talks gravelly, it's kind of silly, but uh, anyway, uh, Black Ghost wants uh, Ferez to capture the, all the cyborgs. Um, the call ends and Ferez says like, okay, troops, uh, we have one last chance. If you fuck up, I'm going to kill you before I get killed myself. Uh, they zoom out. He has a super sweet manta ray ship. So like, it it's needs a- to be mentioned that the like bridge of this ship looks like a set from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is yeah. pirate themed. It's like underwater themed. It has like a fucking stone tile floor like cobblestone almost and the pillars with seashells and shit on them and he is on like a seashell coral throne (laughs) aside from all of the internal like the seashell shit it also looks like the bridge for every single Xeon Gundam ship yes (laughs) and this was like a decade before that happened so yeah um, yeah, so this sweet-ass manta ray ship is flying around over the ocean. Um, they start looking for the dolphin, so they start dropping these sonar pods. Uh, on the dolphin, Nine is holding that rabbit, that wooden rabbit that uh, 13, like, whittled him, like, fucking five, six episodes ago. And so, of course, we see the flashback, because this is a kid show. In case you forgot about it. it. Um, we It shows him wondering what 13's real name is, and uh, Three comes in and sits down next to him. She looks out the window. There's a window on this submarine that doesn't seem like a great idea. It's like a train uh, car, this room. Yeah. <laughs> this room is fucking weird. The <laughs> submarine, the dolphin's a fucking weird ship. But it sure yeah. is. 
Yeah, she thinks it looks like snow out there because, like, it's a bunch of soot or whatever. Uh, then she notices that he's holding the rabbit, and she gets super excited over that, and uh, she asks him about it, and he's like, oh, it was from a friend. And Nine's not into this conversation, like, at all. No, right? No. He's he just, just wants sad. to be left alone. Um, three starts talking, saying that when she was young, she liked wondering every day where Jean-Paul was going to take her for the day. And it was a new adventure every day. And she talked about being a ballerina and how she had hard life lessons and how she, it was tough being a ballerina, but it got better and she got better at it. And tomorrow could always be better. She's trying to be optimistic here. And, she does uh, a little dance. Well, she's explaining that she like used to feel optimistic is kind of the sad <laughs> thing about all of this is she's giving this whole speech of like yeah i used to be so hopeful and every day could be anything and i just kept getting better as a ballerina and better opportunities came to me and uh then i was kidnapped yeah then that dream died <laughs> Shit um, happens. and you know that actually kind of works <laughs> yeah um it, it's yeah, so she wonders where, like, if, will this battle ever end? Will I get to have my dreams again? And Nine's like, well, it won't end until we stop Black Ghost. And, and he's, so he, kinda, you know, he's back into it again. So, good job, yeah, three. Kind of ends on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> but then. Uh, so, immediately she starts panicking. Um, Nine turns and sees that behind them is a Black Ghost. And uh, apparently it's a hologram because it kind of shimmers a bit. And all over the uh, dolphin, all of the cyborgs are he seen different. He shows up individually to every, like, cyborg on the ship, every basically, group, or yeah. all the groups of them. And they yeah. all point their guns at him and are like, guys, guys, it's not You're it's inside a, a submarine. Right? <laughs> I was here all along. <laughs> yeah, so um, Blacko starts to give his introductions. Um Oh, there yeah, nine flakes. Oh, yeah, I saw you. Yeah, he's like, wait, <laughs> aren't you black ghosts? And it's like, dude, like 10 episodes ago. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they flash back to like episode two or three where he sees black ghosts for the first time. Uh, so black ghost is there. Uh, he is offering a chance for all of them to surrender and will spare their lives if they do so. Um, he says, like, I could easily destroy you and your submarine, but if you surrender now, I will be nice to you. And so pretty much all of them individually tell him to fuck off. Um, Ford then realizes, oh shit, if Black Ghost is doing this, he knows where we are. No and shit. So immediately the dolphin starts getting hit by depth charges. Well, I love it too, because they're like, huh, do you think that might know where we, he knows where we are? And they're like, well, if he could put holograms directly in front of each of us as a group individually... Yes, I'd say he has a pretty good idea. <laughs> <Why> yes. <laughs> yeah, so the dolphin starts getting hit by death charges. That manta ray ship is above them, dropping a bunch of them. By the uh, way, start... the manta ray is actually flying in the air. The, yes, I should have Important mentioned the manta note, ray is like in if... the air, even though it looks like it could go underwater pretty easily. Mm, doesn't. Yeah. Um, so they start diving the dolphin deeper. Uh, diving the dolphin deeper. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your acting warm-ups. We'll go back to episode 13. Start off. New York. Perez um, uh, actually looks somewhat competent in the scene and adjusts to the, the depth charge of settings or whatever and keeps hitting the dolphin. Um, the de- dolphin starts leaking water, and so Five goes to the engine room and checks it out and stops the leak. Uh, they're like 800... 800- he stops the leak by turning a valve, Pretty aggressively. By the way. Which, did they like... Did they vibrate the ship in a way that made the valve open? Like what? Like it how? What? Like there was a. It was a pipe that had burst rather than like a hole in the side. Um, yeah. I, I don't, know. don't worry about it. The yeah, dolphin's so very powerful, as we're about to hear like five times. Yeah, they're down like eight hundred feet or whatever. Apparently, that's the crush zone for that ship. 
And so, like, one of them, I think it's two, is freaking out about it. But Gilmore's like, listen, you can trust in Black Ghost Tech. He may be a terrible fucking war profiteer, but he makes the good shit. He made you guys. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, credit where credit's due. They know what's up. (laughs) I'm going to have to reiterate, you do not got to hand it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just want to do drill tweets, but it's Black Ghost. (laughs) Um, so four says they cut the engine and they cut the engine. The dolphin sits at the bottom and they turn on stealth mode. Uh, Frez is uh, angry that they've lost their target, so he starts dropping more sensors. My um, favorite this, part I, about this is that this episode would be over, but it's not over. So two has to be a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're sitting at the bottom, like they're just kind of chilling because it's like Hunt for Red October. Like they can't make any noise or the sonar will pick them up, so they're just sitting there. So eventually, two just starts freaking out. He's like, I'm just going to go on recon mission. Fuck you guys. I'm going. And so he gets into the torpedo tube with eight. They shoot him out of the torpedo. Eight, like, uses his underwater swimming boost thing to throw him out of the water. He starts flying up in the air and starts shooting the manta ray up. I also uh, love when, like, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go do this. And Four's like, no, you fucking idiot. And then they go in the tube and Four's like, oh, fuck. I, I can't stop him. Just fucking, fire the just torpedo. <laughs> Just launch him. Fuck it. That guy's such a hothead. I feel that, like, they just let him do whatever so they don't have to deal with his fucking... Basically. (laughs) Half of these plots are caused by two being impatient, and it's very good. I'm sick of sitting here. I've got jet boots. My whole thing is moving quickly. This is ridiculous. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so Frez uh, sees this happening and turns on the anti-aircraft guns and starts shooting at him. Um... Three apparently can see this from the bottom of the ocean because she has the extra vision, so they tell everybody, and so they start surfacing the dolphin. Four's like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> What did I just tell him? What the fuck are you doing? All right, up we go. Yeah, so um, two gets shot out of the air because, of course, he does. Uh, he falls into the water. Eight picks him up. The dolphin takes off, so they're both, the manta ray and the dolphin, are flying around now. Uh, the manta ray starts trying to shoot at them. There's a fight scene. It doesn't matter. The dolphin escapes. Uh, Frez says it's time to deploy the Hydra G. So out of the bottom of the manta ray is this like jellyfish looking thing. Yeah, it's, it's like the most generic little UFO from like Metal Slug looking ass. <laughs> like yes. real basic looking like little tiny UFO of just like there's a little dome, there's a little saucer and that's it. And uh, it looks like the least menacing thing on the planet, which means, you know, it's awful and it's terrifying. Yep. and It's going to ruin them. <laughs> and it sure does. Yeah. It flies off towards the dolphin. Um, it wraps the dolphin up in its tentacles and then uses magnetron waves or something to, to stabilize. shut it. down the cyborgs. Yeah, the dolphin crashes into the water and then the tentacle just goes into the water and UFO cranes it back into the manta ray. So and there, our there's heroes a have half been second shot of baby eye going like, ching! So you, you know that he's doing some telekinetic shit. The second thing that he does in this batch of episodes. Yeah, fucking deus ex machina baby. He really is, and it's amazing. Like, it's so funny that Nine can stop time, but they actually have a next-level deus ex machina (laughs) for when they really need to get out of a jam. Someone deploy the baby. (laughs) It's time. He's asleep. We need the baby deployed. He can only be in an episode once because he's too overpowered. (laughs) He's too much. If you thought Nine trivialized things... Well, only yeah. when he remembers. Like, teleport them out of the ship or something? Is that the move? I guess we'll, well see. No, we don't even know because we haven't watched episode 17 yet. The teleportation only works if the person is unconscious. 
So, so can he oh. teleport the dolphin, which is an inanimate object that has animate people inside? Maybe they'd question. fall out comedy style if he did that. <laughs> That's he true. Yeah, maybe the dolphin teleport and they all just fall into the water or something. <laughs> Several rats just land in the sea. That'd be funny. I feel that the one baby's powers are like the ones that they keep elaborating on and trying to restrict, but it just brings up more questions. I, I can't wait until yeah. we get like a proper baby episode, because you know it's coming. Well, we're going to mm-hmm. have uh, the episode where we find out why on earth Black Ghost decided their <laughs> first baby, their first cyborg. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, wait, good point, Serene. That's uh, <laughs> weird, isn't it? <laughs> you got to start small. <laughs> That's a bit too I'm- small. I we only that... really have the funds for a very small cyborg to start with, and then we're going to get investment from angel investors down the line. Good news, I'm releasing a new form of Bitcoin. <laughs> maybe he's, like, <laughs> maybe start like it's a like a, like a fertility clinic or something, and it's like it's just oh, we'll just do babies, and then it's like this baby shit isn't working out. We got to make something crazy. Let's give a jet boot, guys. So they went to the fence contracting after that. <laughs> then a ballerina. <laughs> God. He's a little all over the place. I can't wait to get backstory. I can't wait to learn he was a jet fighter pilot. Mongoose or some shit. Yeah, no, it's totally going to be Top Gun but World War II. I'm just calling that (laughs) shit right now. That's all they can do with that dude. Yep. I mean, this was written like two decades before Top Gun, but yeah. Still, this is where Top Gun (laughs) got the idea, probably. Yeah, honestly, every time I'm like, oh, this is like this. I'm like, oh, oh, that's probably probably the other way around. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right. And it's weird because we're watching like the 2000 release of it. So you have to like remember, oh, the first release was in like what? The late 60s, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, till next time, we'll be doing uh, 17, 18, 19 and 20. How's the gang going to uh, get out of this jam? I like how I'm, we preview for next episode. like, oh, it's the final episode. We're going to... Episode 17, the preview for it is very good. (laughs) Finally, the final conference. I think the episode's called The Final Battle. I never see the episode uh, previews because that makes me... In order to get there, I need to watch the ending credits, and I just don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But you love that. Someone posted the nine-minute song of that. That's a nine-minute song, not just 30 seconds of the credits. It rules. It reminds me of the song Butt Naked by Charm in that they were like, the original song was released and it was like six minutes, but then they released like a cut of it without lyrics. Then they released a version with only the vocals and then they released like another version. There were like 12 versions of Butt Naked by Charm. You gotta and be economical. Good. And yeah. <laughs> well, um, till next time, I suppose. Sp- space anime, hopefully. Space anime <laughs> at some point, maybe. Water. Yeah. Sea <laughs> <C> anime. <laughs>